What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. Mr. Trujillo and Mr. Rawlson here to talk to you about a new sexy film that's out. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, hold on. Let's go into the background first. So, like, we've talked about this movie off and on in the past year that we've known about it. It's the Daily Wire's first original film, Shut In. We did do a review of Run, Hide, Fight. While that is a Daily Wire production, they didn't make it. This is something that's completely theirs. They bought the rights to run High Fight and produced it and put it out there. But similar situation here, except for Shudden is their first original film. It's completely done by them. With a, The director is DJ Caruso. I think I'm saying that right. So for those of you that don't know, the director is actually a high-quality film director. He's made films like Disturbia, Triple X. Uh, there's one he did with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. I can't remember the name. But he's a high-caliber Hollywood film director. And the actors in this are, too. There's some controversial figures that haven't been around for a while. So this is a, definitely a movie meant for them, at least in the term that Daily Wire made it. Now, we'll just get right to it. Uh, he was I don't know, Austin, if you knew this. I'm with Johnny Depp. Yeah, dude, look at his fucking resume. He's made a... So here's the thing. I didn't. I knew who he was, but I didn't know his name. When I looked up DJ Caruso or whatever, I was like, who the fuck is this? Disturbia. Love that movie. Triple X. Not a great movie. I still love it. He's made a shit ton of movies. And I was like, wow. He even made Eagle Eye. He's doing the next G.I. Joe. Yeah, he's a a real director. Like, this is a guy that's had experience. And this was completely from his vision. He's wanted to do this movie for so long. But as the background shows this is a movie that wasn't tailored enough for Hollywood standards. They kept rewriting it. And like, I don't know if you watched the daily wire backstage thing they did before the premiere, but apparently the story changed from a woman being trapped in the fucking peach cellar or whatever the hell that is. It went from her being trapped in there by a, a dog. And the dog was the, the stranger lurking in the house. Cause this movie portrays itself as a home invasion film, but it's really not. It's about redemption and survival, as well as facing your worst nightmare, which is, in this person's case, drug addiction. But uh, this is a movie that they kept changing it up because it doesn't fit the woke agenda that Hollywood has. So, I mean, here's the thing. Before we get into that talk, whether you're a righty or a lefty or whatever, this is a really good movie. It does not have a lot of, like, conservative values shoved down your throat. It doesn't have liberal values shoved down your throat. Yes, there's symbolism to... Well, there's analogies to addiction, and there's symbolism to having faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But the thing you've got to understand is that's, that's a real thing because people have that. People are religious, whether you're a Christian, Catholic, whether you believe in Allah, whatever... People have religion, so that's kind of what this is, but it doesn't shove anything down your throat. This was a movie that was made to reject woke ideas and give you a good film. Because Hollywood used to make good movies. Now it's kind of a survival of the fittest for directors and writers to make the movies that they want to make. And this is one of those cases. It was a movie that was shopped around forever. It was supposed to be directed by Jason Bateman originally, and for whatever reason that didn't work out. So somewhere along the lines, the Daily Wire got involved, and they went to 
DJ Caruso, who originally wanted to do it anyway. And basically they made it happen. And, uh, you know, before we get into details on it, I think it's a good film. Um, I didn't know that this was a movie that was going to premiere for free on YouTube for the first night. I don't know if you knew that, but I was a little pissed because I paid for a full subscription to Daily Wire when I wasn't going to do that yet. I was waiting for more content to be on there. So then I'm watching Daily Wire backstage and I see that they premiered on YouTube Mountain Time at 7 p.m., which is what they did for Run, Hide, Fight. So I was kind of pissed. And I watched some of it, but thank God I did buy a subscription because here's the thing. It premiered live as is. So if you paused it, you missed a second of it. What I mean oh, is... No. Yeah, so what I mean is like a half hour. I had a half hour left and it fucking ended. It was like, this party's private. On the screen, I was like, what the fuck? And it was because it was over. You had to watch it without being able to pause it. So I had to wait a good 10 minutes before I could watch it on Daily Wire. But it was free, so I was kind of mad that I <clears throat> didn't get a chance to view that. But I do know that they had a, I think it was like over 77,000 people were watching it. So it did what it was supposed to do. But <clears throat> aside from the background and what we know about it, <clears throat> this is a, uh, it's a suspense thriller. I guess that's the best way to put it. The acting in it is great. There's a, an actor in there specifically who kind of disappeared because he made some statements based on his beliefs and people didn't like that. So he disappeared for a while, but now he's back in it. He plays a really shitty person. Like a fucking creep. To say the least. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's a chum. But anyway, aside from that, the quality of this movie is great. Like, it's phenomenal. Because here's the thing, dude. Run, Hide, Fight was good, but it, it was kind of grainy. Like, it didn't look very high def, if that makes sense. This is amazing. This looks like a real Hollywood film, but it's not. It's an alternative. And that's the point of what Daily Wire is doing. It's alternative media. But that being said, it was, it was amazing quality-wise. The sound was fucking awesome. And like I said, I loved the acting, and the story was great. My only disappointment was <clears throat> I thought it was going to be a, a home invasion movie because of how they made it look in the trailer, and that's really not it. Our villains are really, like, barely in the movie. They're right. really, they're kind of like, but that actually worked, though, because that made it more suspenseful. It made it more, uh, there was more to cherish out of it. It was scarier in that sense. So that that worked. I was just a little let down because I was like, shit, I thought this was going to be... <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be like the whole thing was her in that fucking closet, but it actually worked the way they did it. But um, <clears throat> I'm not going to rate this film yet. My opinion on it, though, was that it was good, whether you're conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. If you could put that aside <clears throat> and just sit down and watch this movie, it's really good. It has hardly any political references in it. This is legitimately just a good Hollywood movie that's not made by Hollywood. This is what movies used yeah, to look there, like. There, There is a child actor in this who is so phenomenally good. I can't believe how good this three-year-old kid is. Oh, yeah, dude. And we don't see her for most of the movie. That's the crazy part, too. Like, we hear a lot of her voice and the movements, which, by the way, made the film fucking nerve-wracking. Because you're watching it and you're like, this Dude. little kid 
is taking care of the baby. <laughs> they did such a really great job um, when it came to sound in this movie. Oh yeah, old, you're in this old. They're in this old house, and you can hear everything. Right from you the stairs, everything. Somewhere you can hear people walking up and down the <clears> stairs. <throat> you can hear like when things are crying or things doors are opening. So you don't see. I think nine, probably like forty percent, like forty percent of this movie, you don't see what's happening. You only hear it. Yeah, it just makes it so creepy. Oh, it's an intense movie, especially as you get towards the end. And uh, we'll we'll get into spoilers a little later. Let's do spoiler free first. But basically, what what we're saying is is it's a really intense film because you get put on edge. You're with this character. You're with this woman in this closet the entire time. You don't get to see much of anything. You hear it as she would. And it is so phenomenal because it puts you in the same position as her, and you're sitting there like, what the fuck would I do? And uh, this is a a tad bit of a spoiler, but the character we're speaking of, the child, the daughter, she has to take care of her little brother, who's practically an infant. And the mother has to figure out how to feed them, how to make sure that they're, you know, basically tended to, but she's stuck in this fucking closet, or... I guess it's like a pantry. That's the the perfect word for it. Yeah, but you're in much. you're in this pantry with her the entire time, and you see her suffer. You see her wounded. It's fucking. It makes you uncomfortable. <clears throat> like if if you're claustrophobic, you you'll really feel it in this movie. That's how this movie felt. I was like, man, I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm getting uncomfortable just watching this because you hear those the steps, you hear a like a something obviously gets dropped you hear that and you're like what the fuck is going on and she's freaking out asking her kid what's going on it's like you're legitimately there and that actually yeah, and, and the movie's also really really good at come um being a thriller oh yeah not so much like a horror film right like you're I'm, you're on the and I I really like thrillers. I don't really like horror films. And That's so what I love this, about this it movie. Too. Was this movie? Really, um, there's also there's there's a su- surprisingly more gore in this movie than I expected. Yeah, there is a little. Well, there's not a lot of it, but there's a pretty decent amount there's more than i thought there would be yeah for being i thought this was going to be pretty clean and there's some good amounts of just oh my god there was also one that i was like oh god yeah that would hurt real bad it looked like it hurt and you get to feel it for a while too for the amount of time that homeboy is stuck in that position but no there is some blood in it um, yeah, at this point on, we'll, 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 if you're listening, there are going to be spoilers now. The spoiler, well, actually, before we go to spoilers, rate, give this movie a, rate, a movie a rating between one and ten. So I'm, I'm definitely giving it like an eight. Maybe, okay, maybe like seven and a half, but it's almost an eight. I think it's a fucking phenomenal movie. It's really good for what it is, especially as a suspense film because. 
thrillers, suspense movies, those types of films don't really do well with any market because unfortunately they just have a bad name and some of them are just fucking awful. They're not good movies. But this one was really good. This is close to being like a four-star film, but I, I'm going to say about an eight. What about you? Um, I am giving it a like six and a half. I think, I, one of those, I think it's one of those movies where you're like, yeah, I had a fun time watching that. That was cool. The suspense was really good. But I, this isn't a movie where I'm be like, I got to watch that again. So I watched it a couple times again just because I had the option. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch it one more time. Like, I'd add it to my collection. That's how much I loved it. And it's going to be a while before we can do that, I'm sure. But I would definitely, I'd say it's worth buying on Blu-ray or whatever you have and owning it. <clears throat> but I can see where you're coming from because, like, I'm not going to rush to watch it again. I think this is something that later down the road I'll be looking through my movie catalog and like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen Shadow in a while. i got to pop that in. I, and the I good thing it's, is it's the first to come. You know, there's more coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm just assuming it can, only, it can only get better from here on out. Well, there's the, you know, um, the two trailers which now we'll be going into spoiler territory. So if you are listening to this and you have a, you do plan on watching this and you don't like to be told what happens or hear any you know spoilers, now would be a good time to shut it off. I'll do a countdown from five. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> so the first thing you see are the two trailers for Terror on the Prairie, the Gina Carano film, which... That one looks like it's going to be a nail biter. Oh I'm my really God, it excited. Looks like it's going to be insane. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's gory, dude. It looks like it's going to be a fucking battlefield of a movie. If it's Gina Carano, it has to be. Anything she's in is fucking just messed up. The other one is a superhero film, I believe, like a drama or a comedy. It it looks a little cheesy, but I'm assuming it's supposed to be. It gives yeah. off a cheesy vibe, but I I would assume, yeah, that that's what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be one of those um, like superhero <clears throat> parody movies. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like it. it's almost like it's a self-aware film. And I don't know what the story is on that. I think that's another one that they bought the rights to it. And so they'll be shipping that out because they did make Terror on the Prairie. But the other one, I always forget the fucking name. Uh, I think, yeah, that's the one they bought the rights to, and they're producing it. Now they're going to be releasing it uh, here in a month, actually. And the then Terror on the... Yeah, the Hyperion, that's right. And it has... Um, God damn, what's his name? has the blonde dude from... Uh, is it Robin Hood or... Uh, fuck, it's the 90s movie. It's where he's Robin Hood. <clears throat> but he's also in uh, Saw. He's famously known for being in the movie Saw. Carrie Elway, or Elwes, or I don't know how to fucking say his name, but he's in it. <clears throat> so I'm really excited because I like him as an actor. He's not an A-list or anything like that, but he's been in films since the fucking 90s, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. There's some other people in it, too. Uh, yeah, but the kid, John McDonald's in it. Well, the kid that's in it, he plays a character named Robbie in Cobra Kai. He's like one of the lead characters, and I was shocked to see him. I was like, whoa, that's different. He's a good actor so far, so I mean, I'm going to 
I'm going to check it out, but I think it's one of those things where I'm not going to go into it with high hopes. Just because we'll see. I like a good laugh, so I'm hoping that's what I get. But <clears throat> yeah, um, that that's the thing is uh, that's one of the um, movies. It's like, oh, they just bought a movie to save it from getting scrapped, and we'll see. How yeah, we we'll see how it looks. Right, it could be something that they're trying to get money out of, or it really could be something they were passionate about. So we'll see. Because Run Hide Fight was a something they were trying to save from basically getting fucking thrown out. But it's also because it is very uh, politically motivated. The message is anyway. And, and I think I think Run Hide Fight is was better than Shut In. I agree to a certain point. Like it had a better story for sure. The quality was a little different for me, but it had a better story, and it's something that I've always wanted to see. Because we never discuss that, we're not allowed to, and you never see it in movies. So it was it was fucking awesome. I love these movies both, and I'm really hoping there's a point where I can own them. I'm just waiting for Terror on the Prairie, though. That's the one that I'm really dying to see. It's been too long. Yeah, you and me both. That's something that we're going to have to do a watch along, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I am very excited to watch the sexy swimming alive on television and movie again. Oh fuck yeah! And as you can see, Indians, cowboys, dude, like that's classic right there. You never see that anymore for obvious reasons. But anyway, but more into more specifics on shut in. Um, the thing, the part that pissed me off the most. Okay, she's chipping away at the floor, right? Yeah. And she's chipping away at the floor. Does she not know how to use a screwdriver? Does she not know how to pry floorboards up? Well, you know what's crazy to me is how easy it was to get through the fucking ceiling, but not the ground. Dude, all you have to do is take the screwdriver, stick it underneath along that freaking support, and you can just lift those those wood boards up. That's the thing that was driving me the most nuts the whole movie. I was like, just pry it. Use it like a pry. Why are you stabbing the wood? Stop. Well, we don't see like in real time how long it actually takes that she's in there. It sounds like it's like what two days. It's about two days that she's stuck no, it's, in that it was, pantry. It was over. It was over the course of um one day. One day. That's right. Because then she wakes up. Yeah. yeah. Just, just that one night that um she has to right. deal with the freaking child molester going into her house. That dude looked like Joaquin Phoenix. Like a, a lot. Bit. Like I knew it was somebody else because this is the same actor that got in trouble for making a shirt that said um, fuck Black Lives Matter. Which is hysterical. Like you gotta have some balls to be like I don't fucking care. That's a, that's a tough statement. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a uh, it's uh, risky but I'm assuming that at the time that he did it he wasn't acting in anything so he didn't give a fuck, but he is creepy. But what pissed me off is how long she's in there for. Obviously, it's for the movie, but like, think about it. She had every chance to start getting the fuck out of there because if it were me and my kids are in that situation, I'm not going to wait a whole day. She spends a lot of time sitting and thinking. That's how I felt. <clears throat> but again, it's for yeah, the purposes of the movie. There is there is that time, like right after she gets, she gets locked in. And she just like, oh, don't worry, Daddy will be back. No, Mother Trucker, bust that door right. down. Bust that fucking door down. Because 
the first thing is it's her kids that are out there. You know what I mean? Like I would just be terrified knowing, okay, I can't get to them now. So I'm going to have to break some shit down or burn a door down or whatever. But she takes a while. Like she sulks and shit and sits there. But it makes sense because of the fact that the movie is also about defeat, like being defeated. So she's a, a recovering drug addict. She's not a good mom. We'll just say that right away. She is by no stretch of the imagination a good mom. But that's what this movie is about, is redeeming yourself. She's learning what she has to do. And she admits it towards the end, like, I'm not good at this, and this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. But she knows she has to. It's just that it feels like it takes so fucking long, especially when she's just sitting there looking at the Bible, which worked out, obviously, for the ending. But if it were me, I'm not going to sit there for hours looking at my hand that's probably going to need to be amputated because of how much I've been bleeding out and just go, well, I'll figure something out. I'm too depressed. That shit bothered the hell out of me. But obviously it's supposed to fit the story. And if it's like any other movie, if that was not the case, there would be no movie. Because how do you make a movie last that long in one little space? That's the good part about it, too, is they make it work out. But I was irritated by that. And um, one other thing that kind of bothered me, I know how dumb this sounds, was the ending. It was a it was a great ending, I thought, in the sense that it's a happy ending. But the way that it is so abrupt is kind of stupid. Like, I expected a little more out of it. Yeah, you, you kind of expect to see, like... You kind of expect to see, like, oh... Um... Like that, what what they do after the fact that she just murdered her husband, right? But they jump forward like basically a year, and she's got her own business and she's happy, lovey dovey. That's cool, but it's so fast. That was the problem, and I knew it was too good to be true when she gets out. I was like, something else has to happen, or I'm gonna be pissed. If it ends like this, that's gonna be really dumb. There's no way that dude is dead. I mean, in actuality, probably. Oh, no, but, that dude's so dead. Right, like, there's no way he's living through that. But I do love the way that they bring in the ex-husband, and he becomes her final, like, boss character she has to defeat. That is cool. I like the way they did that, because I thought it was just going to be this idiot, and she manages to escape and kill him or whatever, and it's over. I wanted to know more about the shitty ex-husband. I was like, he's got to play a role in this somehow. And he does. You know, he he saves the day, but then he ends up being her calling for a better life. She's like, fuck, I got to get out of this. And I love what she does to him. It's like, ha, justice served. Because you won't see that in any other movies. You really won't. There's too much compassion for shitty people. And that's what the ex-husband is. He's a shitty fucking person. And... I mean, even his point, his purpose in the movie is to bring her down. So, I mean, in my opinion, Justice was fucking served. I lost the camera, co-boys. <laughs> it just fell off my thing. Keep talking, you I can hear you. I'm fixing the camera. Of a bitch. <laughs> oh, hold on one second. Mm. So to pop. No, I liked what they did with the ex-husband character because I thought that what better way to put them in than to just throw them in there together and then she magically defeats both of them. It just made more sense, especially because it gives more background on his his downfall on their marriage, like why he's the purpose for her going to rehab 
why he's the reason she kicked his ass out, which clearly makes sense. It's a movie about addiction. So I thought it all worked out. I just didn't like how they jumped forward that way. I was like, God damn it, really? <clears throat> the one thing that fucked with me, though, dude, I was ready to turn this shit off if the kids were dead. You know what I'm talking about? When she goes, yeah, when she goes up. What is like, let these big kids be dead. I'm done. No, I was like, I looked at shit out like, yo, if these kids are dead, I'm not watching this movie anymore. I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> off. Like, what a fucked up way to go. So, kid number one wakes up. She's fine. But then, homie, whatever his name is, Colton, he ain't moving. And I was like, uh, oh no, please don't kill the baby. <laughs> no way, don't do the baby like that. That's some shitty shit. Especially because she gets up there and she sees that this little kid has been eating all the rotten apples, basically. Those yeah. apples were rotted. <laughs> like, she fucking says that at the beginning. Like, we can't eat these. Retard. <laughs> we can't fucking eat these. She's like, Mom, where are my apples? She goes, don't worry about it. I, we couldn't keep them. Did you throw them outside? <laughs> my favorite part in this whole film is when she has to feed them, right? And so she's, like, feeding them the fucking shit that's in there, the apple the butter apple or whatever. Butter. Yeah. It looked like shit, but I was like, damn, that is so smart. I was curious about that this whole time. Like, it was going through my mind, how the fuck is she supposed to feed the baby and all that? Which is where the little kid have works. Ever, have you ever had apple butter? No, you're good. no. I've been it's, interested now that I've seen this movie. It's so good. It's, like, so good on a well, like, Well, not to get off topic, but... You know that haunted house I always tell you about called Terror in the Corn out in Anderson Farms? It's yeah. over by, like, I think it's Erie, Colorado, but if you go up there, they have a farmer's market, and they sell apple butter, and then they sell all this other shit. Like, I bought this stuff called um, Honey Pumpkin. Uh, it's basically like a pumpkin spice jelly. But it looks like a spread. It looks like fucking butter. You put it on toast. I spent $28 on an eight ounce jar. Yeah, that was the most expensive fucking jelly I ever bought in my life. Yeah, that's. But it, I get it because that's their business. You know what I mean? So I was like, you pay for what you get, so it better be good. I got it, and dude, it was so good. My fucking dad and my stepmom destroyed it like overnight. They just ate the whole thing. I was so pissed. Oh, I only no. got like maybe two pieces of toast. But it was good. They were like, how much did you spend on that? I was like, $28 fucking dollars, dude. And they're like, well, you're a dumbass for spending that. And I was like, yeah, but that's fucking handmade. That's from a farmer's market. You can't go into Walmart and get it. That shit was good, though. Is, but yeah, I, I love that. And what it sounds like is your um, stepdad and mom Oh yeah, $25. Pretty much. I was like, hey, you want to, you know. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, one year I went there with my old dumbass friend. Um, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, we decided to pitch in, and we bought pickled quail eggs in a jar. That was a little bit cheaper. It was like 12 bucks for a decent-sized jar. It was actually good, dude. Like, it was spicy as shit, though. They were hot. And I never had a quail egg before. Dude, I interesting. despise pickled eggs, dude. Pickled eggs are just not... They're not for me. I don't appreciate them. Well, it didn't sound appealing. I won't lie. My friend looked at it, and he was like, pickled quail eggs. 
And I was like, I've never tried a quail egg, but the spice that was in it wasn't just a pickle flavor. It was like a jalapeno. And I was like, okay, it could be interesting. We'll try it. Have you ever had pickles pig's feet? No, I've actually never had pig's feet. Is it actually like any good? The yeah, answer no, is I, I, I absolutely not. I know people that have eaten it, and I'm like, well, I don't really intend on eating it, but I've always been so curious because I see it some, everywhere. Some vegetables. Some, like, pickled vegetables are okay. Right. But i tell you what. Um, it is not okay to pickle meat, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. It's not worth your time or your effort. Well, I've always been curious because I grew up around these uh, this black family that basically the best way I can describe their situation was my buddy's parents, they worked hard enough so that they can grow up poor around white people. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. They weren't poor, but they weren't rich either. Like, they left the hood, right? but the hood didn't really leave them. So they're making enough to, like, survive and live fancy lives like the rest of us in middle-class suburbia. Well, I go over there, and they're eating pig's feet. They've got collard greens, red snappers. They got all that shit, all that stereotypical shit. I never had any of it because I wasn't interested, but now I'm curious. I'm like, is any of it good? Collard greens are great. See, Chanel's had them. She doesn't like them, but Howard loves them, and he's always talking about it. So I've I've been curious. I know that they actually have it as a side at Country Buffet. Or not Country Buffet. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Oh, Cracker Barrel. Okay. I was like, Tony, do not eat collard greens from Country Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we went to fucking Golden Corral. You're like, somebody's black mother is upset right now. <laughs> Because of that shit you ate, you're like, they would be fucking livid if they had this. I don't remember what it was you ate, but you were like, oh, dude, somebody's black mother's pissed. It was collard green. Was it collard green? Oh, my God, that shit's hilarious. (laughs) No, you were like, somebody's great-grandmother, somebody's black great-grandmother is probably fucking furious. (laughs) So I've always been curious, and this movie did that to me, dude. It was like a... Because it takes place in the middle of nowhere. It's definitely like the southern states. And so it made me like think about farm life and all that. And I was like, damn, I miss eating shit in jars. Because when I was little, we'd go visit my stepmother's uh, place that she grew up in called Paradox Valley. It's like 15 minutes away from the border of Utah. It's literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's a town of maybe... It's like less than 200 people. And it's not even a town, dude. Each house is like 10 minutes away from each other. It's fucking... Right. The nearest store is like a 30-minute drive. And it's a convenience store the size of my apartment. So the nearest city, like real city, is six hours. But what they did out there was they actually made their own handmade jam. And it was fucking amazing. I loved it so much that I was like, dude, we got to take some home. So we would take it home and we'd all fight over who was eating what, and we'd all, like, plow through it really fast, dude. Oh, my God. It's so much better than getting regular shit from the store. I love that stuff so much, but, man, if you go to a farmer's market, that shit is outrageous. Yes, well, I, I guess it depends where you go. I, during the summer, I heard the summer's work in a farmer's every single 
and they always there's a there's a jam stand that makes jams preserves and stuff. All, all the time they come over and want the sandwiches from us. Right. I'm like, yes, me sandwiches you want if you bring me a tub of that strawberry preserves. Seriously, dude. And they bring me a strawberry preserves and oh my god. What about biscuits? Well yeah, it's good shit. Then there was like a natural Yeah, the other day there was like a place that did like fancy butter, a place that did fancy jam, and a place that did like fancy like local honey. Yeah. And I was like, I'll bring the biscuits, you bring the butter, you bring the jam, you bring the honey. We're having a biscuit party. A and biscuit they brought party. it all. So we had a whole biscuit party in the back of my truck. It was phenomenal. Right. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to have to go check one. I, there used to be one that I grew up by called Palumbo Farm Market over in Henderson. I liked it, man. We used to walk up there all the time because they sold the bottled Cokes, the ones made with from Mexico. Those are so good. But they had real fucking fruit that they picked and shit. It was it was delicious. It was definitely different. It was a different experience, too, than going to, like, a King Supers or a Walmart. Some of it's cheap. It depends on what you get. If you buy their jars of shit, it's expensive, especially honey. Because when we would go there, when we would go there, we'd, like, always get the honeycomb. You take a bite out of that shit, the wax. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. But, um... <clears throat> Uh, this is actually going to be a shorter episode. We're going to have to cut this one. Um, this was strictly just a mo- movie review. We thought we'd keep all the little talk out of it. Uh, clearly, we extended that a little bit with the farmer's market talk. But that's what this movie does. It represents life on the farm, essentially. Um, but as I've said, I'm, I'm going to give it about an eight. Maybe like seven and a half, to be fair. The acting in it is great on all ends. Especially the main character. I don't know her name completely, but She's a great actress. I'm more interested to see some of her stuff now. Um, like I said, the Chomo and the fucking shitty ex-husband were good, too. The kid was probably the best fucking character in the movie. And like I said, you don't see I any of her very much. Well, it's it's weird, because I think she's only like five or six, right? Little Like a little-ass kid, and she's doing adult She's shit. really young, like three or four. But what I love about it is they make her a believable kid. Her responses are natural in a kid's world. Like the part where she brings a fucking crayon when she's like, bring me shit to break into this wood. That's what a kid does. That's how kids talk. That's how they react. It was completely believable. This felt like a real child. But they made her smart, too, so that was cool. Um, <clears throat> anyways, guys, if you haven't, check out Shudden. Um you do have to get a subscription to Daily Wire to do that. I say which, it's actually worth it. Honest, I was gonna say, which honestly, if you're if you listen to us, you probably should have one. Yes, because we do talk about Daily Wire a lot. It's it's actually something that me and Austin love a lot. Uh, I just started paying for a subscription to it. I had it for a while. I stopped because here's the thing: if you listen to podcasts, every podcast that's on there, you can listen to for free on Spotify. But they have more content on there now, like this movie, like Run, Hide, Fight, and newer films are coming out, and they have documentaries. So we're not sponsoring them. They don't sponsor us. We're just saying you guys should clearly check it out. That's where you'll find Shut-In. Otherwise, if you like this episode... Oh, go ahead. But, Mr. Shapiro, if you're listening, uh, we would love to become a Daily Wire affiliate. 
<laughs> that would be sick have our own show on daily wire i would totally give up all our rights dude just to be on the show like yeah. hey you guys can have the backlog of everything just let us do new episodes but uh, sp- um, speaking of backlog yeah, check out ben shapiro uh, um you guys could definitely come and be like um the great girth podcast a daily wire production we'll take it 100 percent. i'll sign a contract um stay tuned though we're actually going to talk more about Daily Wire, as well as Joe Rogan and Spotify, that current situation on the next episode. If you like what you guys heard here and you'd love to hear more, even if it's just for laughs or political talk, check out every single episode that we've done at our homepage. That's thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, if you didn't hear me the first time, that is thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I'm Tony here with my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I'll see you on Friday. Adios.